Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs> Horse lovers, Coach Christy here. Um, as is my um, habit, I have some ideas that I'm processing in regards to my horsemanship journey, and I find it useful to talk them out. And um, if I talk it out while recording it, then I can share it with others and hope that that my process helps you process. So uh, the the thought in my head right now is around pressure and the idea that the only way for us to grow or evolve or learn to do better is by being uncomfortable, right? By feeling a sense of discomfort or pressure. And that that pressure alone doesn't have to have a connotation, right? It's it's when we have an opinion about that pressure that it then develops some kind of um, effect on our ideas about what's happening, you know. So, you know, we can judge it in ways that is it fair, um, is it clear, is it moderate or extreme, um, and does it is it useful, right? Is it pointing me in a direction that if I yield to it, that, you know, it will, you know, put me farther along either in my personal growth journey or in my horsemanship. So, you know, with horses, the goal is to teach them to perceive pressure as information, right? Pressure is just meant to guide you towards the happy place, right? To guide our horses towards where harmony lives, where, you know, um, being in sync with me will feel good. And my thought around pressure is that if I use it appropriately, and that my horse knows that there is a place to be with me that feels good, then they will seek it out, right? They will look for the happy place. They will look for the the good feelings. And those good feelings will happen when we are in harmony together. And the reason why that feels good is because we're social species, both of us, horses and humans. We both... Um, innately crave being in groups because our survival um, is is better that way, <laughs> right? We, we do better. We're more likely to thrive if we live in groups. The difficulty of that is understanding that um, we only thrive in groups that match our frequency, right? That um, are aligned with our values and our... Um, hopes and dreams for the future. So finding our tribe, finding our herd, finding our pack, if you will, because we're predators, um, is part of that process. And sometimes pressure for me has been a process of understanding that not everyone is going to be um, aligned with those things. And that has to be okay with me. And that's a really hard one for me. But, you know, I've had um, a childhood that, um, you know, I've been abandoned repeatedly throughout my childhood. The, you know, both parents had, you know, personal agendas that sometimes did not include me. And so I often had a feeling of being unsafe because I was being abandoned. And um, that developed in me a, a very strong people-pleasing tendency, even though um, I don't think that would have developed innately in me. I think I would have been a, a more sort of, um, you know, self, 
self-secure individual had that not been part of my childhood. But um, I think innately I'd be pretty okay with not being liked by everyone. But because of, um, you know, abandonment issues, it's been a long process to understand that not everyone's going to like me and I have to get okay with that. That just means that our frequencies don't harmonize and it doesn't mean anyone has to be um, right or wrong. It just is different and that's okay. I can appreciate someone else's frequency um, and not have to villainize it or make it wrong because it doesn't mesh with mine. That that doesn't have to be the case at all. And, you know, just like um, with horses, you know, sometimes you you put two horses together in a field and they just automatically get along. It's not a big deal. There's no fuss, no muss, a couple little sniffs, and yep, you, they're good to go. Whereas other combos don't seem to mesh as well. And Either you give them time to figure it out and, and you know, work together and find a, a better way of being around each other, or you just acknowledge that they're not a good match and you, you know, try to do something differently. So, you know, um, for me, that's been a huge part of my journey is trying to understand that um, not everyone is going to see things in a way that allows me to be a good coach for them. And, um Every time I feel like I've said something or done something that maybe, you know, repels someone, it, that is devastating to me. I have to really, really talk myself through that process to understand that that, that doesn't have to be wrong. That, you know, my attitude of abundance <laughs> slips into an attitude of scarcity. And, you know, I have the this fear then that comes up that, well, if I can't get them to like me, then I'm not going to be able to earn their business. And if I don't earn their business, I can't make a living. And if I can't make a living, yada, 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 right? It just goes on and on. Where I feel like, um, you know, the whole point of me pursuing a career in the horse industry has been about wanting to love my life, right? Like not wanting to, you know, accept misery as uh, uh, an and inevitable, right? That the only way for me to exist in the world would be to accept misery, you know, sort of 40 hours a week and plan for, um, you know, positive or pleasurable experiences in the evenings and on the weekends and during vacation. Like my whole life's goal has been to have a life that I don't need a vacation from. But at the same time, I feel like it's been part of that process. And I feel like I've developed that life. I really like most of <laughs> my life. Um, but I, I think that part of that process has to be accepting that, you know, not all parts of that are going to be, you know, sunshine and lollipops. It's going to, you know, require that I learn what my niche is and that I learn how to, um, you know, capitalize on my strengths versus trying to, to develop personality traits that are not natural to me. That doesn't mean I'm making excuses for being a jerk, right? And I've mentioned this in um, other podcasts that I feel like when you're choosing a horsemanship coach, it's important to choose someone that really wants to help you versus someone who's just um, uh, asleep to their ego, right? And so if they use 
abusive language, you know, that they're calling you names or using sarcasm and shame as a way to try to get their message across, then to, to me, that's a terrible coach. Now, if they're just being direct or, you know, what some might call blunt, then then I feel like that that's something we, we can make generous assumptions about, right? So, um, somewhere you have to draw a line and know where your line is between someone just being direct or is that someone being verbally abusive and so you know for me the line is are they just giving me information or are they adding to it with you know (laughs) abusive language right calling you names um making assumptions about whether or not you're you're capable of learning what they're trying to teach you um passing the buck to you as to whether or not you're learning, right? Like if if I have someone that I'm coaching and I feel like they're not making progress, I take on some responsibility for that. Obviously, I can't take on all the responsibility, um, but I do try try to own my part in it. And and by by what I mean by that is I try to find a different way to explain it or um another way to demonstrate a concept that sort of thing to help someone um, reach their goals. So, you know, getting back to the pressure is information. Um, when it comes to horses, right, we can increase our pressure to let our horses know that they're on the right track, but then pressure has to de- decrease as they, you know, start finding the happy place that start moving in the direction of, you know, the idea that you have. And once they get in that spot where they're doing the right thing, then doing the right thing has to feel good, right? It has to have um, a positive impact on the nervous system. There has to be a happy feeling, a joyful feeling when, you know, when they get into harmony with us. And we have to be ready to acknowledge that and participate in it. We have to provide a space where harmony feels good, right? That yielding to, to me feels good when it feels good to yield to my ideas and that if the horse feels like they have some agency in the interaction and that um you know their opinion matters then the interaction itself should be reinforcing and the same i think can be said for interactions with humans right that when I can get good, and I'm not good at it at all yet, I'm working on it. I'm still trying to process pressure as information and not take it as like uh, a, a reason to feel, um, you know, worried about my future, right? About my safety and about my ability to earn a living, that sort of thing. Um, you know, when we find that right match, then we need to make sure that there's a joyful feeling in it and understand that when there's not a good match, that that doesn't have to be, you know, um, anything to, you know, concern, be concerned about. It's just, there's just uh, frequency. Energy is everything and um, everything is energy. <laughs> and when our frequency is harmonized and it should feel good for us to, um, you know, group up and when they don't, that's okay. There's lots of, lots of groups in the world and, and we don't have to force anything. So anyway, guys, it's a lot of babbling, but what it comes down to is, are we, are we personally able to process um, discomfort 
as information or are we actively using it as a, a reason to justify giving up or um, being offended or, or um, you know, causing any kind of turmoil in our life? Or can we just go, okay, well, that's a spot where I shouldn't be. Let me keep looking for where I want to be. And, um, you know, just using pressure and discomfort as information. So um, I think that it's important, no matter what we do, that we recognize if I cannot do it myself, for myself, then it will be difficult for me then to use that with my horse. So, you know, being able to process discomfort as information that's trying to guide me towards where my joy is, uh, then I won't be able to use that strategy to help my horses either. So um, here's my commitment to you all today that pressure is just information <laughs> and um, I'm going to work my best to improve by 1% each day on my ability to perceive it that way and not add in my personal judgments about it that are based on conditioning that happened in my childhood that I didn't you know, agree to, <laughs> I didn't have knowledge of or agree to, and um, that I understand that my nervous system is malleable and just because it affects me a certain way today doesn't mean it has to always affect me. And if I can stay aware, right, present and self-aware and be deliberate with the feelings in my nervous system rather than allowing, you know, feel my feelings. If we avoid feeling our feelings, then you're going to cause all kinds of, um, you know, uh, health issues, you know, you gotta you gotta go through those moments of discomfort to find where the happy place is. You can't go around them. <laughs> uh, uh, so feel the feelings, but don't judge it or compare it, or you know, develop any sort of story around the feelings. Like, okay, that that just is telling me where um, pressure is. Now, you know, let me use that as information to guide me towards comfort or happy, joy, joyful. You know, for me. I want more than comfort. I want joy. To me, comfort is neutral. I want to, to move above neutral into joy. So there you go. That's my rambling around pressure. And I hope that you found it useful in some way. If you did, um, please like, comment, rate, review, and share uh, this podcast from whichever platform you're listening to me from. I would consider it a close personal favor. I'm Coach Christy, and thanks for your time.